Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Liberty Report. With us today is Daniel McAdams, our co-host. Daniel, good to see you. Wednesday, Wednesday. How are you, Dr. Paul? Doing good. Doing good. good. Yes. All right. Doing well. <laughs> but we'll keep working on the problems. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Gotta, starting with a little bit of good news, you though. You think if we throw out the answers, you just do this, everything's going to be all right. But no, the world would be in better shape. I know. Well, they just listen. As it reflects on us. Yeah. We, we, we haven't said it loud enough or clearly <laughs> enough. We need a few more supporters. We do. But we can be very pleased with the ones we have, I'll we, tell you. Absolutely. We're very, very blessed with that. And our number of people who care about our program, numbers are growing, and that's very good. But, you know, there's been a, a real beef I've had ever since, uh, I guess it's, what is it, two years now since January 6th? Yeah, believe incident. it or not. And the way the... Uh, the, the, the way those trials were run, they called a hearings and all that kind of stuff, it, it was really just, uh, you know, a circus on what they were doing. And the one thing that bugged me the most was uh, the, 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 the people on the defense, the Republicans, the people they arrested, they were really a lot of bad people there. You yeah. know? But they didn't even, even bad people are supposed to get the right to defend themselves and know about all the evidence. Yeah. You know, the prosecution is not allowed to hold that. But we complained about that many times. It was very uh, obvious that they weren't following any rules whatsoever. But, you know, uh, uh, that might have contributed something to uh, the Democrats losing control of the House of Representatives. And it remains to be seen how great our Republican friends will be. Uh, right now, there's a big question about their foreign policy and how they spend money uh, around the world. But they did something um, that uh, caught our attention that we're sort of satisfied with. In Politico, it's not exactly a libertarian magazine. <laughs> <laughs> but they can be fair at times. Yeah. Every once in a while, the boss said, they don't know yet what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell them. If, if, if we do it, that means they might strike it or something. Yeah, exactly. Okay, the headline, House GOP moving to let G January 6th defendants access capital security footage yeah and you think you know what the sad part is that this is news yeah you know it should have been automatic and and to have that charade and those witch trials you know that was going on you they were all guilty and there's still a lot of people suffering from that a lot of people involved but maybe maybe these videos will be be helpful to them but you know I, I had a year or two of experiences up in that place, uh, I think it's called D.C., <laughs> that I've learned to be cautious with my optimism. I mean, I'm optimistic. If you do the right thing, I'm very optimistic. But where I'm that not so optimistic is when people say things and they promise to do things, whether it will be carried out. So what will be the results of this? My first, you know, paranoid suspicion is, oh, what they'll do is they'll come up with something and say there's going to be national security interests. They've used that for decades, if not longer, of saying, well, we can't release it. Just think of all the assassinations and things that have happened. We, we still don't have all the paperwork on the Kennedy assassination. Yeah. So I'm always suspicious of that, especially if it's bipartisan. And the big stuff is bipartisan, you know, the bipartisan, whether it's financing certain overseas adventurism or whether it's a 
uh, you know, keeping information out of the hands of the people. So anyway, I thought it was good. Let's, let's hope they follow through. We want to encourage them and thank them for moving in the right direction. Yeah, exactly. Well, yesterday, I think we mentioned from Turley's article, all of the media narratives that have turned out to be completely false. And there's a whole list of them, <laughs> yeah. Hunter's laptop, et cetera, et cetera. Well, this is the last standing one that they've had to put up there. And you said just a minute ago, it sure has taken a long time. Well, why has it taken a long time? Because the Democrat control of Congress, they could not let this go because they had to have the narrative that Trump and his supporters are ready to steal the elections. They're trying to overthrow the government even as most Americans, according to polls, or certainly most Republicans, believe that the elections may have been stolen by the Democrats, or certainly a lot of funny business was going on in the 2020 presidential elections. But they have to continue to grasp onto this. Losing control of the House uh, was a slip uh, for them. Uh, the, the mask has slipped. And let's look at this from Politico. This is, as you say, Dr. Paul, the headline, House GOP moving to let January 6th defendants access capital security footage. As you said, in a different way of speaking, this should be a no-brainer. They should have had it from day one, uh, but they didn't want to let them have it. And here is an interesting quote, and this is from the, um, the uh, chairman of the House Administration Committee, Representative Barry Loudermilk of Georgia. He makes a very good point that shouldn't have to even be made in our justice system. Everyone accused of a crime in this country deserves due process, which includes access to evidence which may be used to prove their guilt or innocence, he said to Politico. It's our intention to make available any relevant documents or videos on a case-by-case -case basis as requested by attorneys representing defendants. And as you, as you also said, I'm sorry to underscore everything you said, these people have had their lives ruined, they've had their finances ruined, they've been in horrible, horrible conditions in jail for doing something that not even a fraction as bad as the average Black Lives Matter protest, yeah. mostly peaceful protest in that same summer. So you're right, a little bit of optimism that some justice might be done. You know, it, it uh, was discouraging because it was ongoing and they wouldn't have two sides. It wasn't a real debate. It wasn't a real hearing. It wasn't a, r a real trial. And yet, in a way, it, it was it was a, a trial because people are going to jail. People have been arrested and they haven't been released. Yeah. And, and they've been held. But, um, you know, with, with these breaking stories of the credibility, you know, of the FBI and the credibility of the Democrat Party, <clears throat> it should you know, just be totally lost. They, they were slow to realizing and they were getting away with it and there was no reporting. But now with each one of these things, thank goodness to people like Turley and others, yeah. <clears throat> bringing out this information uh, that uh, it, the credibility should be gone. But with this, there's, it's not too late for the credibility of that same group of people who won't give up because they believe that they can do and say whatever they want if they get away with it. It has nothing to do with morality or the constitution of the law. It's whether you get away with it because I sincerely believe that they do not accept the, the fact that there is such a thing as telling the truth and working with a pack of lies. Yeah. And the other, the other story about this, and we're, I mean, I'm certainly waiting, and I think it's also potentially very good news, is that uh, House Speaker McCarthy released all, was it 14,000 hours or however long, he released all of that video to Tucker Carlson of Fox News, and apparently they've been pouring over it and they're preparing a report. That could blow the lid off of 
sure uh, this narrative, you know. So that's something I think to look forward to, and hopefully he has something. Of course, they'll do nothing but defame him. Oh, they gave it to this bad guy, this horrible right-wing guy. But some of that stuff's going to get out, and I think hopefully we'll see the narrative shifting some. Unfortunately, I think I, uh, you know, smell it coming yeah. on radio on, on Tucker. They've been making innuendos and all, and they won't hesitate. They, if, if they can't refute the message, they have to destroy the message. Yeah, you know? yeah. They that's what do they're that. working on. Well, let's, uh, let's move on to our second story of the day, and this is a big story, and this, this goes with uh, what you always say about commissions and committees. They always investigate themselves and find out that they've done nothing wrong. <laughs> right. That's so what the, they were doing, that's, that's why they, they have them. Exactly, that's why they have them. And here we go, this is also from Politico. Um, Pentagon tells Republicans, no evidence that weapons for Ukraine are being diverted, so we can all rest easy. It was a hearing that they had yesterday. Uh, in Congress, I believe it was yesterday, where Under Secretary of Defense Policy Colin Call, he told the panel, the House panel, that don't worry, there's no problem, there's no evidence uh, that the weapons are going uh, by the wayside. And we can put on that next clip because this is what he did say. He said, what we're not seeing is any evidence of significant diversion. And I underline that significant because that seems like a real qualifier. What does significant mean? He doesn't say. He says, our assessment is if some of these systems has been diverted, it's by the Russians who've captured on the battlefield. Well, yeah, duh. <laughs> That's what they're going to do. They're going to capture these weapons and use them against Ukraine. But he said there's no evidence of Ukraine, uh, the Ukrainians diverting it into the black market. Uh, at least no significant evidence. I don't know, Dr. Paul, I don't know if I, if I trust this. Well, you know, uh, the bipartisanship in Washington is alive and well. In this political uh, article, it's quote, uh, quoting it, it says, top Democrats and Republicans are aiming to preserve the bipartisan bloc that successfully enacted more than $100 billion in emergency aid since Russia launched its full tilios, always Russia, invasion in February. So, uh, you, you know, here they're supposed to expose where the weapon's going, and they do it by, you know, g getting a chance to quote on how Democrats and Republicans get along so well. That's why, you know, I imagine we'll hear about how well it's carried out uh, by McCarthy on whether these uh, films and things get really passed on, yeah. you know, to the Republican. I think that uh, I, I, I think uh, the people involved are very sincere and there's some good people after that. So let's keep our fingers crossed on that. And one of the things that I would say in this report about no weapons being diverted, is I think you have to read between the lines, as is always necessary when you're dealing especially with government. So I said earlier, the last segment, I said, there's not seeing any evidence of, quote, significant diversion. Go to the next one, because look at these qualifiers that are in here, Dr. Paul. No evidence of significant diversion. <laughs> and then they had the, the Pentagon Inspector General, Robert Storch. He was asked in the, by the panel, by Representative Andrew Clyde, whether they found sensitive weapons uh, being diverted. And he said, we have not substantiated any such instances. Again, what does the word substantiated mean? That seems like a wiggle word. And let's do another one, the next one, because it's the same thing. Democrat John Garamendi of California later pressed Storch, you've not found problems of any great significance. Is that correct? And Storch, the inspector general of the Pentagon, says, a lot of these audits and evaluations are pending. But with regard to the areas I've mentioned, we have limited findings. The department has been addressing them, 
and we're going to continue to look at the issue. That sounds to me like he is wiggling to the point where he can't sit in his chair straight. Yeah, you, you know, the Republicans, uh, according to the political article, they said the Republicans are now in control of the House, obviously. Yeah. But they, <clears throat> they also, I'm worrying about, you know, the coalition, Republicans and Democrats. But what, another activity which is healthy uh, this article admits, and we know about, there's a division with the Republicans, yeah. and there's a division with the American people. Yeah. You know, the statistics and Republican people uh, are saying that, you know, hold off on all this spending, and we just shouldn't use this. And the, uh, where these weapons go, I think that's, you know, if you want to talk about wasted money, sending the weapons was the biggest waste. But saying that, oh, we're going to trace them and find out yeah, what happened on. to it, that is so much mischief. They, they, they're not going, they're not going to, they'll never be able to do it. And then they decided both sides will hide it. Then there's a black market. And then there's the, the American people. And the whole thing is a black market yeah. because they steal from the American people and put it over there. And it's it's up for grabs. Yeah. Uh, all the factors, factors are in. So I don't see it a management problem. I see it as a philosophic, constitutional, moral problem of why do we get involved in the first place? Because we're not going to be able to regulate them. And, oh, we'll, we'll say we, we have the, the, the uh, Ukrainians people having little electronic gadget. We're going to report to you every time we move the weapons. Yeah. You can keep tabs on us. We'll tell you exactly Trust what we're us. doing with it. Yeah. You can always know where your weapons are. Yeah. Oh, and then, you know, all of a sudden, the most corrupt country in Europe, as Transparency International has informed us, has just transformed itself into saints. They would never do anything wrong. Yeah, right. And here's one other thing I just wanted to point out, Dr. Paul. It's slightly off track of what we're talking about but this is from the same article and it talks about this hearing in congress and they're talking about a lot of members why aren't you sending f-16s why aren't you sending <laughs> f-16s put on this next clip this is from politico itself backers of sending ukraine the lockheed martin f-16s led by jared gold and released a letter tuesday to biden etc cetera, etc cetera. so this article is writing about Lockheed Martin and F-16s, but look just below this part I, I clipped. It's an ad from Lockheed Martin on the page talking about Lockheed Martin. This, I think, is, signifies the corruption in the media. How on earth, if this article, if this magazine is being funded and sponsored by Lockheed Martin, how can we expect them to be objective in their reporting about this? This is crazy. It's propaganda, and sometimes they they pretend that they're open-minded yeah. and they're presenting the truth, and we're working with the American people. Uh, so, but people shouldn't be shouldn't fall for that nonsense. Yeah. And that's why I say that's universal. That's the way it's been for eternity. You know, of the corruption when you steal from one person and you start passing on uh, the other people. Why should we? Why should we think it's wrong? They already stole it one time yeah. from from the people who are starving in the streets yeah. and who's fighting these wars. It's always the poor people, the middle class, and they're they're the ones who have to go and fight these wars. And if you if they if you can't quite send them right out into action, then what you have to do is just steal their money. Yeah. And uh, and then they say, well, we really aren't taxing these people. We just print the money. They can put up with a little inflation yeah. now and then. Yeah. You know, that's what. It's, uh, so not very optimistic about that story. This yeah. is off our script, but you, did you saw Janet Re or Janet? You know, uh, Janet Yellen was over in Ukraine. Oh, yeah. Did you see that? She literally went over there, and I thought. Uh, um, 
uh, Babylon B made a joke that she went over there to cut out the middleman and just, you know, give him the key to the treasury. I thought she was just going to bring some dollar printing machines and they could plug it in and keep going. But um, anyway, that's a side point. But so here we have, on one hand, the Pentagon saying, don't worry, none of these weapons are being diverted. Everything is completely on the up and up. But thanks to our friends at the Libertarian Institute, Kyle Anzalone has a very interesting counterpoint to that, uh, if you can put that up. Now, this is someone who we've talked about a lot. This is John Sopko. He's a special inspector general for Afghan reconstruction. Now, he was given his job by Congress, and I don't have the date, I'm sorry, in front of me. But several years ago, Congress decided it might be an idea to track some of these weapons we're sending to Afghanistan and also how the money's being spent. Well, to their... Uh, surprise, they actually hired a competent person who did his job. And Sopko put out report after report after report, cataloging in the finest detail the unbelievable waste, the unbelievable transfer of weapons uh, to our so-called enemies. Here he is quoted in the article talking about what might be to come for Ukraine. And put that next clip on. This is from the article. And here's John Sopko. He said, I'm not super optimistic we're going to learn our lesson. I've been in Washington since 1982, and learning lessons is not in our DNA in the United States, unfortunately. Uh, so he talks about there's an understandable desire to emit a crisis to focus on getting money out the door and worry about oversight later. But too often that creates more problems than he solves. So he is thinking that, and he also says, the risk that equipment is going to end up in the black market in the wrong hands is likely unavoidable. So he's pouring cold water on this optimistic view by the Pentagon that this stuff's not going to get out of hand. You know, in this article as well, there's a statement about how it works, which I was just talking about, you know, and, and why it's tempting and you're stealing and robbing and the whole process continues. But in this article, uh, uh, Anzalon says, and in, 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 I look back, oh yeah, I remember now. Yeah. He's a libertarian. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're spending a heck of a lot of money in that country, and anytime you spend that much money in any country, you're bound to get wastage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's why I never voted for these programs. Oh, we can save $14 billion by just have, watching waste and fraud. And they, they, but the waste and fraud begins when they do the initial s stealing. And then he goes on to say, you're bound to get corrupt elements of not only the Ukrainians or the host government, but also uh, uh -oh, the U.S. government contractors or <laughs> other third-party contractors to try to s steal the money. So uh, it's up for grabs. And I just wonder whether this would be annoying to the founding fathers that warned us, you know, if you don't have a little bit of morality, this system can't work very well. Yeah, huh? yeah. I think I would paraphrase that a little bit. Well, Sopko, I, I've not met him, uh, but I admire him because I think he's done great work. That's a great quote. Uh, and the next quote, this almost feels like a, a pre prelude. This almost feels like a prediction of what's going to happen in Ukraine. Because he was there, he saw it in Afghanistan after 20 years, and I think he's a lot closer uh, than the Pentagon to describing what will happen. Now, he's talking about how in Afghanistan, the misuse of American assistance contributed to the fall of the government in Kabul that we were trying to prop up. And so here's, he points out how it happens. He says, without sufficient oversight, which Ukraine has gotten none, the aid gets stolen or diverted to local oligarchs or local politicians or just the average Ukrainian and uh, just the average Ukrainian will see the waste. He said, the result would mean the loss of support for the Ukrainian government by the average Ukrainian who's fighting, dying and bleeding at the front. 
That's what we saw in Afghanistan, says Sopko, and we, the donors, the U.S., were identified as supporting the corrupt oligarchs. He warned that the weapons transfers can be counterproductive if the arms get stolen. The very worst outcome is the assistance gets diverted, stolen in such a way that it doesn't accomplish its intended purpose. And I, I, I extensively quoted that, but the point that he makes here, to, to sort of paraphrase it, is that with all of this money being diverted to oligarchs, with all of these things being sold on the black market, as he predicts will happen, it actually could be counterproductive and we could see the Ukrainian government be overthrown because people will say, why am my son dying uh, in Bakhmut? Why, you know, why is my daughter dying in Bakhmut? Uh, and here he has the rich oligarchs getting even richer. So very, very wise, and I think something to keep in mind. We're talking about what happens after the money is so-called appropriated. Sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. It gets over there and everybody's, in, it's a grab bag to get it. But it happens even before that. And I'm sure you'll remember the incident when uh, we had a great debate in the Congress about sending aid to Colombia. Yeah. And uh, there was a big argument between the, the, the military people. I don't remember the names of the companies that build which helicopters, but there were two helicopter companies and they were fighting tooth and nail. You're going to send these. No, you're going to send these. And, you know, even the uh, even then they had a little cooperation. Oh, we'll send half of this one, half the other one. So they weren't uh, because it had nothing. To, well, it had nothing to do with our national security. Yeah. It had to do with destroying our economy. There's something in it for everyone. Yeah. Well, I've got good news, Dr. Paul, before we move on, and that is, you know, our show has been improving, the numbers have been improving, and I'm happy to announce the return of our sponsor from the late last year, which is 4Patriots.com, the, uh, the survival food company. Uh, they're sponsoring the show again this month, and we're very pleased and we're grateful. They sent me over some interesting information uh, about... Uh, about what's going on in the world. And they're talking about how China is hoarding food. And I didn't know this. They're hoarding a massive amount of food. They'll soon have over two-thirds of the globe of the globe's corn reserves and over half of the rice reserves and over half of the wheat reserves. That's what China is pulling in. They're an importer of food. They're importing massive amounts of food. And people ask, why are they doing it? Why are they doing it? They won't say, but what, what we could talk about is that what do they know that we don't? What are the Chinese know about food supplies that we don't and what can we do about it so the point is that if the chinese are doing it they're no dummies so it's time for us to also think about survival it's time for us to think about what to do when the you know what hits the fan and a great way to do that is fourpatriots.com the number fourpatriots.com because they have survival food kits you can get it as little as a 72 hour or a full year kit which has all the food you need breakfast lunch and dinner i think we've put on some pictures of the food Delicious food. You all know it. You've seen it last time. Delicious food. Survival. Be ready for anything that happens. The Chinese are getting ready. They know what's happening. They know what's coming. This is an American country, a company, hand-packed hand -packed in the USA. And put on, if you have a picture of those containers. I was really amazed by these containers. I don't know if it's the next one. Maybe not. But they comes in amazing containers that, that can be packed uh, and stored under your bed. They have breakfast, lunches, and dinners. So go to 4Patriots, the number 4Patriots.com. There's the containers. That looks pretty sturdy. Enter Ron and get 10% off your first purchase. That's a great deal. If you want to try it and see what it's like, $97 uh, and over, you get free shipping. 4Patriots.com. Type in Ron and get your discount. Dr. Paul, I'm going to send it over to you with our good friend, Chris Ray of the FBI. Yeah. 
And this is very interesting because I think, you know, it's momentum. They're all switching. They're coming around. They've capitulated. So what was the next step? The top dog at the FBI director says, COVID pandemic likely have been caused by the Chinese lab leak. But he sort of shifts gears. Now it's China did everything, yeah. you know. But, it, but, it, but at least, you know, it's... Uh, it's uh, one where they wouldn't admit that uh, you, you know that uh, there were some shenanigans going on, and uh, that that to me is a sign that in time things work out. But the FBI, you know, is not exactly the uh, organization that is going to reveal to us the truth about what's going on in the country. I think they've had a habit of, <laughs> uh, of uh, distorting the truth, and I think you know I am pretty sure they they've been involved in political things too. No. I've heard. I've <laughs> this is this is news now. There's somebody that charged them with becoming an arm of the Democratic Party. <laughs> that wouldn't happen, would it? <laughs> no, I, that was probably made up. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's from the Wall Street Journal. We can put up that next clip. I think you had it up for a second here. But it's interesting. So yesterday we talked about the Energy Department saying, yeah, it probably was a leak from the lab in Wuhan. And now we're having the FBI, Chris Ray saying, yeah, it probably was a leak from the lab in Wuhan. And so you kind of scratch your head and say, why? Read between the lines. Why is it why is it now coming out in a flood? And here's a quote. And it's interesting because I highlighted this quote and then I went over to look at what Jonathan Turley was writing uh, about this thing. And he actually mentioned the quote. This is the quote from the uh, Wall Street Journal article. This is Chris Ray, FBI director. He said the FBI has for quite some time now assessed that the origins of the pandemic are most likely a potential lab incident in Wuhan. And I thought, Wow, for some time? So I went over and I looked at, at, uh, at uh, Turley. He said, the notion that the FBI has held this belief for, quote, quite some time now is unnerving, Turley writes, since it remained stony silent as experts and commentators were censored and shunned for even uttering the theory. So the FBI knew for, quote, quite some time that this came from the lab. But in the meantime, anyone who spoke out and suggested it might, including Senator Paul, was ridiculed, vilified, kicked off social media. It's pretty scandalous. Well, I think this is half of the story. The full story, we'll call on Paul Harvey. But the full, <laughs> but the full story is, is we were involved in everything that's going on. It was our money. Fauci. Is, was involved for of all probability, so they were very much involved in, in doing this, and <clears throat> that wasn't mentioned uh, that uh, we were involved. But you know that's unpatriotic. <laughs> but uh, that's distorting my very biased definition of patriotism. I always thought for the First Amendment was and patriotism was to be able to, to criticize your own government. You know, but. Uh, that, that's not the way it's looked at in politics. And even this article, as good as it is, they didn't say, that, what are we doing over there? And there was one, maybe, maybe it was in there, but the one explanation for this is it was over there because it was too risky to be doing yeah. it. It yeah. was so dangerous. They didn't want an accident to happen. You know, in the United States, we wouldn't want to be a participant in that. Yeah. So th th that is the reason we were, we were over there. I don't think there's a doubt at all. It, and and the, the money was laundered, you know, yeah. Rand talked with Fauci, and yeah. that's when that was that's when Fauci got really upset. He was so upset. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because we didn't talk about this part, but we were both on the same page because that's exactly what I was thinking when I read the article and the quote that I put <laughs> it before. Uh, this is uh, this is Chris Ray of the FBI saying, 
Here you're talking about a potential leak from a Chinese government-controlled lab. And he made it sound so, you know, terrible, the Chinese. But then so I said, I remember something happening, uh, and put on that next clip, I remember something else happening. Oh, yeah, that's right, back in 2021. And this is just one example. Fauci was untruthful to Congress about Wuhan lab research. New documents appear to show. And this is from Newsweek back on uh, September of, of 2021. Very interesting because... As we all know, the U.S. was up to its eyeballs. The U.S. government was up to its eyeballs, funding the research, funding the lab. And so for them to now suggest, oh, those evil Chinese and their labs, it's pretty disingenuous, I think. Uh, absolutely. It's quite a shame. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm going to close out with a little video clip. Uh, and this is our favorite European dictator, Vladimir Zelensky. And he made a pretty startling uh, speech. Uh, and I, I did, I will, one caveat, this is taken slightly out of context. What he said is important, but what he prefaced it by saying is, if you don't give us more stuff and Russia continues to take over Europe, this is what's going to happen. But listen what he has to say. This is a pretty scary warning. The U.S. will have to send their sons and daughters exactly the same way as we are sending their sons and daughters to war. And they will have to fight because it's uh, NATO that we're talking about, and they will be dying, God forbid, because it's a horrible thing. He's telling everyone, if you don't give us everything we want, it's going to be your sons and daughters that are going to be fighting and dying on this battlefield. That's really a wake-up call. That's, a, that's almost a, a kind of blackmail. Blackmail, yeah. intimidation, yeah. more than intimidation. So. Yeah. Um, very, very good. Yeah, that's it for me. Yeah, I'm out. Very good. Yeah. And I, too, want to thank our audience once again for being so generous and loyal and helping us keep this program on the air. I do want to close with a statement because it's, it's not a whole segment, but it's something I just want to mention because it's an outrage that I don't think I'll have much trouble getting the viewers to agree with this. And this comes from anti-war, and they are pretty good at producing good uh, information. The headline is, U.S. doesn't want countries working with Syria's Assad on earthquake relief. Don't you know? We've been trying to get rid of Assad. Why would we want to help him? But there is the one other definition is America in the past, maybe still some, are very generous when people have problems and they've donated a lot of money. But this, this is a different story. Assad had to go and, you know, that wasn't a Republican uh, beginning. That came from the other side. So they, they want... Uh, the, they, they want to do this and they work with, uh, the, I think it's over 50,000 people have died over there in Syria and Turkey. And, and all we're doing, I think, I think we've pretended to do it. And uh, I think there's some things on hold. It wasn't zero. But the people who really want some help said it is still being hindered. And just the headlines on what they say, it's, it's just bad. And that isn't exactly how a prosperous republic uh, should operate. First thing is, is we're not much of a republic anymore and we're not that prosperous anymore. But people can be still generous if they have, uh, if they have the right thoughts. I too want to thank everybody for tuning in today to the Liberty Report. Please come back soon.